Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie Clementine. Today is Monday, July 24, the 1st, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside today, temperatures are soaring with a high projected to reach a sizzling 101.8 degrees, while evening will bring a more manageable low of 72.8. Now, onto a sneak peek of our stories for today. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman is stirring up the crypto world once again with the launch of his ambitious new project, WorldCoin. This revolutionary concept aims to merge global digital identity with economic opportunity. In lighter news, life imitates art as retired television broadcast engineer Garrett Marshall finds an unusual second act in retirement, triumphing in a Hemingway look-alike contest on his 68th birthday. Stay tuned for these stories and more on Alex's News. Welcome, everyone. In today's top news, we delve into the unveiling of a significant cryptocurrency project that's been in the works for three years. WorldCoin, spearheaded by OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, is grabbing headlines. Joining us to discuss more about this is our seasoned reporter, Elias. Can you provide us with a broad overview of what this WorldCoin project is all about? Certainly, Connie. WorldCoin is essentially a unique combination of cryptocurrency, digital identity, and social impact. The project aims to launch a global digital ID system which can tell humans from AI online. Coupled with a crypto payment system, WorldCoin is looking to bolster democratic processes and drive economic growth in unique ways. They've raised a staggering $250 million from big names like Andreessen Horowitz and Kosla Ventures. That certainly is unique. But Elias, obtaining this world ID involves an iris scanning process. Can you detail that a bit more? Absolutely. To sign up, individuals need to get their irises scanned using WorldCoin's Orb, a special verification device. Although it's been criticized for what some call exploitative practices in developing countries, the project has already signed up over 2 million people from 30 countries during its beta stage. Quite an impressive figure. So we talk about this Orb, this world ID. But what's the plan for the actual WorldCoin token? The WorldCoin token, or WLD, plays a central role in this project. It's essentially a cryptocurrency that WorldCoin will hold 20% of. They've also chosen to cap total supply at 10 billion tokens over the first 15 years. This is a key part of WorldCoin's strategy to confront income inequality and the economic shift caused by artificial intelligence. Sounds like an ambitious plan. So where does privacy fall within this entire framework? A valid question, Connie. World IDs can be stored on cryptocurrency blockchains, which is a way to ensure security and avoid control by a single entity. This kind of model definitely stirs up concerns about privacy, especially with the Orb's iris scanning capabilities. There have even been reports of people selling their unique IDs on the black market. Clearly, some challenges to tackle. Now, given everything we've heard so far, what's the bigger picture for WorldCoin? The larger objective for WorldCoin, Connie, is to increase global economic participation, address income inequality, and perhaps prepare for a potential AI-funded universal basic income. Despite a few hurdles, WorldCoin is gaining traction. It's expanding in Asia and aims to touch base in 120 countries with its world app. Interesting. Now, as I understand it, U.S. citizens currently can't participate due to regulatory issues. Can we speculate what that means for the project? Correct. 
It's a slight setback, but this launch is a significant opportunity nonetheless for Sam Altman and his investor group. Altman, while not holding equity in OpenAI, has long supported universal basic income. WorldCoin could be his chance at turning that vision into reality. While it's too early to predict specifics, his involvement in the project postulates a worthwhile intersection between technology, finance, and societal impact. Thanks a lot for the detailed breakdown, Elias. We'll certainly keep our viewers posted on the story as it unfolds. Absolutely, Connie. It's been a pleasure. Moving on to our second story of the day now. A story of determination and a dream come true. Over in the idyllic island city of Key West, Florida, Garrett Marshall, a retired television broadcast engineer from Madison, Wisconsin, finally clinched the title of the Hemingway Lookalike Contest on his 68th birthday. Rather intriguingly, Grace, this was after an 11-year-long participation in the contest. Can you give us more insights into this charming story? Absolutely, Connie. It's a charming story indeed. Every year, Key West plays host to the Hemingway Days Celebration, a festival honoring renowned author Ernest Hemingway. A central event of this celebration is the Hemingway Lookalike Contest. For 11 years, Marshall has pitted himself against around 140 participants each year, tirelessly striving to embody Hemingway's rugged persona, complete with a sportsman's attire and a distinguished silver beard. Sounds like an immersive experience for the contestants. So what really set Marshall apart this year, Grace? Interestingly, Marshall not only physically resembles Hemingway but also shares similar interests such as fishing and an avid love for the outdoors. With his commitment and the distinct likeness to the author's persona, it's no surprise Marshall was this year's standout contestant. Quite the tribute to Hemingway there. Now, apart from the contest, what else is noteworthy about this annual festival? Aside from the contest itself, Connie, the Hemingway Days Festival holds a noble purpose of fundraising for scholarships for students in the Florida Keys. This year's festival was estimated to have brought in around $125,000 for this cause, which is a significant impact and speaks to the importance of this event in supporting education. That's astounding. Not just an eclectic contest, but also a remarkable initiative towards enabling education. As for Garrett Marshall himself, how's he been taking in his long-awaited victory? He seems to be over the moon, Connie. He described winning the contest as his best birthday ever. And although he's thrilled to have won, he humorously noted that he won't be trying to match Hemingway's record of four marriages, as he's very content with his one wife. I guess there are some limits to how much one wants to resemble Hemingway after all. To wrap up, Grace, let's dig a little deeper into the significance of this contest. Why the reverence for Hemingway? So, just for context, Connie, Hemingway spent a significant part of his life in Key West from 1931 to 1939, leaving a lasting impression on the community. He was known for his larger-than-life personality and literary prowess, creating iconic works like For Whom the Bell Tolls While Living There. The Hemingway Lookalike Contest and the Hemingway Days Celebration serve as a tribute to his lifestyle and literary legacy. With his win, Jarrett Marshall embodies this spirit and cements his spot in an enduring tradition. Thank you, Grace, for such an enlightening conversation. Celebrating Hemingway and enabling scholarships sounds like a wonderful tradition all around. It's a place I must add to my must-visit list. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King, 
with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, 11 Labs, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.